0: It doesn't matter what it is, five bucks. Listening to Riasis here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio here in San Marcos, Texas. We come to you every Sunday night to tell you the stories of the past. Where are we now and where are we going? Our host, Kathy Laura, is here in the studio. And we have another lovely guest that you are going to enjoy to listen to. So, please stay tuned for the next hour for IASIS here on KZSM.org. Kathy. Hello, Ralph.
1: How are you doing today?
0: Here we go. And I'm much better, thank you. I. It was a long week. Uh, there was, I don't know what it was, but that health as we get older. <laughs> you know, it's... It's one of those ones that they, the old adage that I know my grandfather used to tell me all the time about you, Robbie, you do not know what it's like to get old and the pains that you start to feel. And I I guess at the time, I mean, a 10-year-old, no, you don't think of those things until you are close to 60. And then all of a sudden, you remember these stories so Kathy, let's share some of our stories.
1: Well, um first of all, I'm glad to hear that you're doing a little bit better. Uh, but I have to tell you, I'm so delighted to have as my guest uh, uh, a lady who I consider a dear friend now, and I, I met her through uh, of all things, my love of genealogy. so I want to mm-hmm. welcome our guest. Uh, Clementina Peterson to the show, and I want to tell her that I I am so grateful that she accepted my invitation to come on. So, Clementina, Clementina, tell us a little bit about yourself. And as everybody knows, I start off the first segment of our show with a little bit of genealogy. Yes. Well, I'm I'm very happy to be here, Kathy. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm just very happy to
2: share what little information I know about genealogy. Uh, It has been my uh, my hobby for the past thirty years. And so um, here I am trying to, trying to talk about it some more. Uh, that's, um, I started about 30 years ago and mainly I started because I was trying to follow my last name Charles. I said, that, doesn't, that is a strange last name. Nobody else in the neighborhood had that name. So that's how I started doing genealogy, trying to follow the last name Charles. It was really, really hard to follow that one. But meanwhile, while I was trying to look for Charles, I found a lot of other relatives, you know? So that's how, uh, that's how it happened. And so now I have um, a complete uh, family tree, and uh, I've run into some brick walls, but, uh, but mainly it's been successful, and every so often I look for members of my tree, but I do a lot of work helping others, helping my cousins, making trees for them, just just helping people because I think I've reached kind of a peak in what I do, uh, and uh, and that's where
1: we're at. So growing up, uh, did you grow up in a uh, predominantly Hispanic neighborhood? So you said your name wasn't quite like, and I'm going to assume that uh, the people in your neighborhood had names like Rodriguez and Trevino and Garza. And so you're kind of like the Charles there, <laughs> right? And so I, I don't know a lot, but I think Charles—that's—is that a French name, a French surname? Or
2: I believe it is. Uh, some time back, I uh, I looked. Well, my daughter and her husband went touring, uh, traveling all over Spain and Portugal. And uh, so I gave her some homework. It says, "Look around, see if you find somebody. See if you find that last name there." Well, everywhere they would go, they wouldn't find that last name. You know, I thought I thought it came from Spain or Italy or, or Portugal, but everybody kept telling her that's either French or English. So, I looked in the in the family and the phone directory, and I found fifteen, Aventura Charles, and that was my my dad's name. So there you go. Yeah,
1: I oh. guess it's it's kind of like um, when. Uh, my brother and I, we went to Mexico City. And here, here growing up, there weren't a lot of latas. I think my grandmother was the only one who had uh, a telephone registered uh, here in Santa Marcos with that last name. And so we kind of thought we were kind of unique in that because we were the only ones here. But when we got to Mexico City, and we were curious to see how many latas there were. Oh, like 20 pages of latas in Mexico City. But of course, it you know, Mexico City is a very large Uh, Metropolis, and but yeah, there was just a lot we found out we weren't so unique once we got over there.
0: Isn't it funny that in the pre days before the internet, whenever you would go anywhere, that's what we would do is we would look up. I mean, I remember as a young man, I would look up in the phone book Mm -hmm. and I would see how many other roarks that there were there, or how many other phase, or whatever my genealogy tree is. I mean it, it, you go to Mexico City and you look to, it is mm-hmm. but that was also in the old days that was our links to genealogy sometimes were this cold call yeah, you are call, you related yeah, to somebody uh, yeah.
1: yeah um so in in your family tree as you've done your research um, which tree have you been most impressed with well there
2: all of them quite frankly um I found the, uh, Salinas and Basants and uh, Charles, of course, and Garzas. And, and come to find out, we're all related. Maybe in the fifth generation, sixth generation, even the tenth generation, we're all related. Because just a few families came over from, from Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But none of them really stand out well. When I, when I started over there at the Mormon ward in uh, Harlington... Some ladies helped me out, and they said, well, look at the, look at this book, and uh, I forgot now what it's called, but uh, it, it's a book that has families where they had the land grants, etc. Well, I didn't know anything about land grants or anything like that. That was something very new to me. The book was called The Seabury Papers,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so uh, they pointed me in that direction, and that's where I found a lot of relatives, quite frankly, you know. I didn't find any Charles there, but... Uh, a lot of other people that that made me complete my uh, helped me complete my my uh, family tree mm-hmm. and
1: and Seabury those are housed in Corpus Christi or wh- where are they? Well, Seabury was a fellow
2: who who did all the research to to be able to have all the families that got land grants that it would go to the correct people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Seabury a, a papers. It, it was a, a lawyer that came over to this area from from the East Coast and they call it the Seabury papers but there's been other people that have worked on on that book and and kind of made a few amendments and changes mm-hmm. and as, corrections as, yeah uh uh-huh, corrections i think uh one of the one of the fellows that, that does a lot of genealogy went ahead and and made a corrected edition or whatever but yeah it's it's an old an old uh, book
1: mhm it's and an old book which tree um have you traced that has taken you back the furthest? Oh, probably uh, Marcos
2: Alonso de la Garza, who is a fellow who came in in the 1500s. And, uh, and I'm, I'm related to him in many ways. I think maybe six or di- seven different ways. But so is everybody else, because all the Garzas, that's where that name, last name came from. And the de la Garza, except they changed it to Garza from the la Garza. So, um yeah. Now the Charles name I've traced it back to 16, 1665 and that's it. I don't I haven't been able to go further. the But he, that.
1: is that here here in Mexico or to in Mexico. in Mexico. Uh-huh.
2: But no some of the lines go to go to Europe, you know, like the Garza's go to Europe, the canales go to Europe and and uh
1: and uh, Marcos Alonso de La Garza, thats how we call him now. But he had a, another name attached to his name. Yeah. And uh, the, the, is that how it's the uh-huh. Arcon? Okay, because uh-huh. I've seen it a bunch of. I've seen it with an L, uh, and then I see it with the A R C O N. Uh-huh. So it's Arcon. Yeah,
2: the Arcon or Alcon. Mm-hmm. It, it,
1: oh,
2: <laughs> 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 yes, and and so he had. Cho- that's the thing about 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 this genealogy, people change their last names, or they go by their mother's mm-hmm. last name, and, or they go, then they change it to the grandmother's last name, or wh- whatever, because... Like or the Ma- prom-
1: prominence, whoever was the more prominent yes, family. Yes,
2: yes. Like, like Marcos Alonso, he's uh, his got some, some children that went by Trevino, the mom's last name. Some went by De La Garza, which was his last name. So it, that, that's how it goes, you know, it gets tangled, you know, so. But there's a lot of research on DNA right now, so it's easier to, to connect people correctly because you have to match the blood.
0: Do you think they changed it on purpose? You know, was it that, oh, that was not my dad, or, you know, something happened, or something bad happened, you know, that uh, they, they gotten, you know, they, they did a crime, something like that? Yeah,
2: that, that's possible. Mm-hmm. They say that that, that is. And, and if they're involved in the war, Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and they're for a certain side. Well, they, oh. they, they, they don't, don't want to be recognized as being part of that family. And so that happens also. I find that in my Valerio side. The Valerio... Uh, they, they have
1: an interesting story, the Valerios. Uh, yeah. 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 He's,
2: it's, a, it's a very big line. But this... Uh, my grandfather or great-great-whatever grandfather and his son fought for the in the civil war in in 1864 but they fought for the north just it, it, that that's an interesting tidbit um and it's it's a big line but some of the children were baptized as de la torre torres de la cruz just did different different last names so it's it's confusing and it's hard that's that's a part that's hard to be able to uh to to do because here all of a sudden <laughs> you gotta change gears.
1: <laughs> well and it's really hard because so many of the, the the sons and the daughters they have the same names as the father or the mother and um you know I remember the first time I saw that term Mozo, I had no clue what it meant, right? So you have the senior and then you have the junior. Uh-huh. And then they but they don't take the dad's name, they take the mom's name and so it it gets confusing and I think a lot of people tend to make mistakes because they forget that there's a timeline for everything and they just assume and so I've seen so many trees that are not aligned correctly Mm -hmm. and people they just can't say, Well this is the one and then they post it and you're really big on credentials, right? I mean you can't really post anything unless you know it to be an absolute truth and fact. Exactly.
2: And you have to back it up with research. Uh, you get at least at least two sources, and uh, and go, you go from there. You can't just find like a little while ago. I was I was on, on doing some genealogy, and this family, the Valeria family, one of one of my aunts, great aunts, she was placed with another man that she married. Supposedly she married in in uh, another Carnes County or someplace. That was the wrong person. They had the same same name. Her name was Santos Ramos. And my mom would always talk about her aunt Santos Ramos and her 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 mom, my grandmother Cipriana, and Santos were sisters. And two sisters married two brothers. So we know the family well. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at this at this tree, and somebody posted her with some with some other person that 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 she had married just because they had the same last name <laughs> and maybe more or less the same birth date. I don't know, you know, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's enough to drive you crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah. I, I've been there before. I know when I've gone and carefully uh, went back through my genealogy, and I had it. I knew exactly where. It was, and I had somebody just go and and then all of a sudden I had oh we're related through this. But what person? Where and you? Where did you get this from? Mm-hmm. Oh well, somebody told me wait a minute. Yeah, something along that line. Right. I understand. right. No. So, Kathy, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come on back. And you are listening to Riasis here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And this is uh, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTX CRA. We're going to be right back with you after these messages. Thank you for tuning in to Riasis here on Sunday night. It is the 30th of July, we're almost to August. We'd like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Redbud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921.
3: Do you
2: love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Grey. Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. Hi
3: there. I have a question for you. Does music make you tap your toes or does music soothe you? Come join me at kzsm.org at the Celtic Corner every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. and see if the music that I play for you soothes you
0: or makes you tap your toes. See you then. And Jean uh, got us in. We, we've been... Still getting our IT systems all switched over here and uh, got us a new show in. So, listen in this week for the Encourse. Okay, you're going to hear some new shows from Gene, and we've got a lot of new shows coming. We've got everybody coming in, but right now you are listening to Races here on KZSM, uh, org, True Community Radio, and Kathy. Take the conversation back to you.
1: So, I started doing my genealogy research in 2000. And you started a whole lot sooner uh, than I did. And even then at 2000, there really wasn't a lot of stuff to choose from or to look at like there is today. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to do this genealogy research when you first started. Well, it it was
2: very different, very different. Uh, I would go to the Mormon ward there in Harlington. And uh, of course, they're the specialists in in, in following families. And uh, we had little microfish, and so there was the microfish machines. And we would put that little reel in there, and we would scroll and scroll and read through the whole reel to see if we would find any relatives. You know, the difference now is you just get on the computer and go to Family Search, same people, and you've got it
0: all right there. It's so much easier. I want to interject for any of those that are under 30, Microfish is not something that you would get in a seafood store, okay? <laughs> Microfish is plastic that they would take this film, they would take a large, uh, developed in World War II, they'd take a large photograph, and they'd shrink it down onto something very small so they could transport it. And, uh, and so... Yes, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, they're small reels, and we would order them if we were interested in something like the censuses of of or Most, of course, research in Mexico, right? And so um, we would order the little microfiche, and then uh, instead of we would just pay for it, instead of returning it back, we had the option of leaving it there if we paid us a minimal amount, you know, and so we would develop our own library there you know to help each other out and that's what we did and they had a lot of books too and uh, like the the seaberry papers and they had a little room where you you could go in there and research don't get any of those books out of that room because they're very valuable books but uh, that's that's how i started you know but soon pretty soon we had ancestry, and we had, of course, we always having a family search. And I tell people if they want to start researching, start with family search. It's free, and they've got tons of material, tons of material. Now with DNA, the starting, uh, that's another another field altogether. And uh, I'm able to to match cousins and and uh, through the through the DNA, you know, and uh, maybe build build them a tree. <laughs> Because uh, uh, because of DNA, a lot of people have started uh, taking uh, doing the DNA testing, and they either send it to uh, to ancestry or they you know family tree and uh, and uh, gen match several several places where you can. Send your your results to, and um, and
1: now we now we have the the DNA, and it's quite different from when you're linking somebody on 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 paper because you have that. And I remember when I started, I had a conversation with uh, Father Bryant, who was over at St. John's Catholic Church, and he, he started off with, "You know, how are you doing today? What are you doing?" And I, mm-hmm. I explained to him what I was going to be doing, and he said to me, "Be careful," he said, "because you may find a lot of really good things, but you may find." something there that you may have wished you had not <laughs> let, let out of the box. And so I think a lot about that, about those of us now that are doing uh, this DNA testing and we're finding out that maybe we're not who we thought we were. You know, there's uh you know, a, a grandfather who didn't come from where he thought he came or even yourself that you didn't come from this set of parents that you have. So sometimes I think that the, the DNA stuff can pose to be a problem for a lot of people,
2: but, uh also word of mouth sometimes the stories get embellished the grandfathers talk to the grandkids or whatever mm-hmm. and 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 they, they make a story sound really good good and interesting to the kids but uh it, a lot of the stories i'm not saying all, uh, all of them but some of the stories were embellished you know and some of them you know were not but uh you have to like like i said you have to go t- uh, have some sources mm-hmm. some registered sources so that you know uh, that what you're putting down on paper is is the real thing.
1: And, and even some of the things that you look uh, at um, when you find them on FamilySearch, they're still in real... Sometimes you'll type up a name and it'll give you like a death certificate or a birth certificate mm-hmm. or sibling mm-hmm. relations, but they still, uh, in a lot of places, haven't done that... At, you know, as a single copy, you still have to look through a whole uh, reel of things. So you, sometimes there'll be like a thousand, oh, yes. yeah, I a think. thousand documents in you mm-hmm. know in one place that you're searching. So you have to look at every single thing mm-hmm. individually. Mm-hmm. So there, there's still some pitfalls, but okay. it's getting a lot better. Yeah, there's
2: there several people that have done a lot of research. There's a fellow in California by the name of Crispin Rendon, and he's done a lot of work and uh, and he has a website. And all his all his work is free, so uh, you can enjoy you know, studying the different different trees. Uh, other other people have made it made it a living, which is there's nothing wrong with that because uh, they 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 get books together and uh, uh, there's there's Moisés Garza who has a community family tree, and uh, it's a minimal amount that you have to pay every year. But there's millions of names and with all sorts of uh, resources, you know. So what you're getting there is uh, pretty factual. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and,
1: and when you really think about it, somebody has taken all this time to do this research. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mind paying because they've taken their time to put all this together. They've made that that much more exactly. easier for you. Exactly. And so, you know, if you want to take the time to do the research on your own, then you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also these things that are, are you know, already based on facts.
2: That's that's true. Um,
1: when when oh, so now you've you've done all this research on you know microfiche and now we've got the age of the internet. Um, was there a particular site that you like going to? You know when in the internet became a very strong um, I guess tool for genealogy. Well,
2: now I, I usually go to either to Family Search or I go to Moises Las Dias del Norte because uh, because they've got that tree build up to say 10 million people. I mean, it's just a huge tree with all sorts of resources and it's documented. So, uh, where I'm at at the level that I'm at with my tree, uh, I'm, I'm down, I'm down to the 11th generation, uh, the 11th ancestor. So, uh, it's, uh, it's probably there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And today I was on on family search. uh, And uh, right away I found a (laughs) a mistake, you know, which I'll I'll send them the correction. And uh, I just didn't have time, but I'll send them the correction uh, with documentation so that they'll change it. But uh, uh, it's a wonderful site, you know. Moises is also a wonderful site. Crispin Redon has a lot of material. There's a lot of people that have done uh, there's a fellow from Houston that
1: I used to use. Oh, uh, Klan. John, uh, uh-huh. Johnny, uh-huh. and then it's Raúl Longoria.
2: Raúl Longoria, yeah. also, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had, I had written, I had written him down. Um, the, um, let me, let me see how I can ask this because I, I don't want to get myself into trouble. Um, so, so, <laughs> um, okay. So, go, going back, I see that in California they have a, a very, very strong a group uh, out there that does a lot of the genealogy research but a lot of the people over there in California have ties here to to Texas that are part of this, this group over sure. there um and um the whole thing is about sharing because you know when they put out their their um their editorials or their newsletters they do post family trees on on some of the research that they've done right nice. and um do you ever go and look at some of the things outside of here oh well, let me ask this question when you started um doing research on the internet was there um a family tree page that you went to that you like to look at the family tree so like you mentioned um john go to his page to look at the yes. trees.
2: I, I used incline a lot mm-hmm. because he had a lot of a lot, he had done a lot of work. and I, i've I've done the the California Mimi Lozano. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll just go if i'm I'm stuck, like I have a brick wall, I'll go to different places see if they have that person in there. And uh, eventually, you might find it. The only time that I've had problems is is some relatives during a certain period of time. Uh, the records in San Albo, they
0: mm-hmm.
2: were lost. I, either the church burned or they got flooded mm-hmm. or we don't know what happened. But if, if your relatives were there at that time and that's when they got married and that's when they got baptized, and, and they're not going to be there. You're not going to find them.
1: A... So do you know how many years uh, those... Um, the time span? Yeah, the time span. The time span is probably
2: in the... Between 1750 and 1850. 50 maybe i would say I, it, that's a, a long span but it's it's the late 1700s yeah and and
1: that's really hard because that's when a lot of the people started coming over from mexico into um las porciones right and mm-hmm. so Ceralvo in that area that's that's mm-hmm. where they went to register right. is that correct right mm-hmm. that's right so
0: you ready for a break you are listening to Races here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And uh, we will be right back with you after this break. As a reminder that uh, uh, the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or CRA. We're going to be right back with you. This is Free Thought Radio with co-hosts Dan Barker and Annie Laurie Gaylor. Irreverent Views, News music and interview
3: tune in mondays 11 a.m to hear freethought radio right here on kzsm.org your true community radio station freethought radio is underwritten locally by the hill country
2: freethinkers hey everyone i'm diesel d co-host of kzsm's veterans hour every week on mondays at 3 p.m join me and my trusty sidekick
3: steady steve as we pontificate and navigate through various issues relating to those who have served and those who have served those who served from resources and history to our weekly
2: ask a vet portion we sit at the front window and watch the world go by
0: and we chat about all things fun funky and infuriating join me diesel d and steady steve every monday at 3 p.m for veterans hour we'll see you on the flip side on the radio this is the sweet honey bear blues on tuesday at 8 o'clock Till 10 o'clock, you got me giving you what you just didn't know you needed.
3: Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? Read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading, or not reading, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world. San Marcos, Texas, and KZSM listeners all over the world, this is the Metal Mark Live Show. Every Thursday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, the godson of heavy metal bringing you the old school and the new school metal here to San Marcos go to our main page check out our shows get involved with San Marcos
0: Community Radio every Thursday night the Godson will be with you back with you yes okay so not everyone listening to the show is going to be into metal mark's show but he is having a fundraiser for us on three nights coming up on the 24th 25th and the 26th of next month you can get tickets online thanks to our volunteers that have put together i mean Yes, one of our main venues did not step up like they should have. Kathy and I got involved with that. But we had uh, the porch has come forward. Ragnar is on the compound and over here at the um, uh, Jack's Roadhouse. And so we're going to have six different metal bands each night. $10 goes to benefit. We're going to be having T-shirts. And Metal Mark puts this thing together, you know, as a promoter, a radio host, and just one more way that we do events to bring our community together whatever your music may be so if you, you have someone in your family that you know is a metalhead tell them that we got some great stuff coming up where they can help support kzsm kathy
1: you know when, when i started my my journey i really had no clue what it was that i was looking for mm-hmm. and you know i went by just a few names that I, that i had and i didn't take the time to talk to um, to my grand, my grandmother, my grandparents to, to say uh, but I went with a few names that the gentleman that was asking me to do this, you know, with him, um, said, Let's do this. I said, Okay, and so I went with a with few names that I had, and I was just all over the place looking at all these things, which kind of like now I, I'm like, Oh my god, I can't believe I did that because I was looking for things, but I didn't know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to some place and then I'd make a note, and if you know, I'd look at it, and if I liked it, then I'd say, Okay, this is a good thing to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who's new to this genealogy and they're looking, what advice would you give them? How you know, what would you say to them? How do they start? Where do they go?
2: I would say start with your relatives. Uh, that's that's the beginning of it. Start with your parents, your grandparents. Uh, ask the the W questions: who, what, when, and where. And uh, what were their names? What was their last name? Who were their parents? When were they born? Where, where were they were, were from? All kinds of of little little hints that you need. So you start with that and uh, your oldest relatives, you know, I mean, maybe you have grandparents, maybe you have great grandparents, uh, uncles, everybody. So then you start there and uh, and I would say, just go ahead and write everything down, everything. And I would say nowadays, I mean, I went to the Mormon ward because that's what was available at the time. no internet, <laughs> no internet, but anyway, um, so I would say go to family search because you can find most everything that you need there. You can find censuses to, to 1950. Uh, you can find birth certificates, you can find death certificates, uh,
1: and- uh, Mer- Marriage dispensations?
2: Marriages, Are those on there? Yeah, marriage dispensations, for sure. That, that's a great one. Thank you for reminding me about that because in the marriage dispensations, they would, they would talk about the, the people, the yep. couple that was getting married and how they were related, the names of their parents, the names of their grandparents, the names of, and then- The, the witness, of,
1: the names of the witnesses? Yeah, the yeah. names
2: of the witnesses. A lot of information. I got a lot of information <laughs> like that in their marriages. But the thing of it is, at some point, at one point I had a gap. I started at the beginning and I got so far, and then I was able to find all these marriage dispensations, but who, who many generations am I missing here in the middle? It, it's just a puzzle that you that you work through. You have to like it. You have to like to do genealogy. Yeah. It, it's a, I mean, I love it. I, I, I really do like it, you know, and- uh,
1: You have to have patience and, and your math skills have to be really good because you have to be able to discern, yeah. okay, well, these people have the same name, mm-hmm. But they don't fit my t- my timeline yeah and, and you have to know that a lot of the names are are going to be the same I remember when I was looking at my tree and I have all these uh, Nicolases and this Nicodemuses and they, and they're on you know four guys with four different last names and keeping them straight and but they're all in the same timeline
2: mm-hmm. well um
1: even that Lada community that
2: I found over there in Jim County, mm-hmm. I never did get to the bottom of it. Who developed it? Somebody by the last name of mm-hmm. Lada mm-hmm. developed that community, but I don't know who it was. Uh,
0: Have you ever is? tried genealogy.com? Do you, that's one that my mother used, and that's where our database is at. It's a genealogy.com that we've been using for years. I'm just curious. Oh, so there there's a couple other ones out there and go with what you're you, well, but you're, but i
1: think because ours are specific to a particular and that, that's area that's why i that was at, this way so
0: that's why i was that's why i was asking i guess is that folks there's there's different ones mm-hmm. and that if you know your family or certain things may be more geared towards this one site and this one site may be this way so just to look out there, you yes. know, because if you go and uh, you Google genealogy software, you're going to come up with lots of different ones. So that's that's all.
2: I, I try to get to get my family interested in it, and they they'll listen to me and they look at what we have. And once I have it developed, you know, wow, you know, well, my grandchildren. She, I, I sent them, I sent them relationship, relationship charts. So I connected them to Alonso de Leon, the explorer who explored with. Uh, with Chapa, the cronista, the, the guy who chronicled all the, all that, uh, all the,
1: the history. Work that they yeah. were doing. Yeah. Yes. So he, 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 uh, Karncalf, was it three governors of, um, was it, of, is it Nuevo León, or? It's, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know that much about yeah. Chapa,
2: although I do have him in my family, too. Because he
1: was there when, uh, uh, oh, De Zavala was there. Was it Martin De Zavala? Martin De Zavala. And then I think uh-huh. whoever it, came after him. It's very possible. I don't know much about him. Uh, but
2: I do know that, that Alonso de Leon is connected to my, to my uh, children. And, uh, and so I, I did the relationship chart in, in pretty color and everything, and I sent it to my granddaughter in, in New York. And she says, oh, wow, I'm, I'm related to an explorer. She got so excited, you know, and that made me feel great. But anyway, she said she was going to have to do a book report, and by golly, she was going to do it on the de <laughs> Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, but, but it's a part of history, you know, that you can go back and you can say, you know, these are my ancestors, and this is this is what we did, because, you know, here in the United States, we've got uh, the, the Europeans that came to, to this continent, and a lot of them, the English and the Dutch that were here over on the East Coast, and... Mm. And then we have the Spanish that you know were here in Mexico and went to South America, and then into into you know a large part of the Southwest United States. Right.
2: I know that the group that came in that settled in San Antonio. What were they called from uh, that? Oh, the, the Canary Islanders. The Canary Islanders. Well, they came in through the through the Gulf over here, mm-hmm. through Galveston Bay, I suppose. You know. So that's that's another group. I haven't found any of my relatives. All of mine came came in through Mexico and and settling Cerralbo and Monterey and uh, that area over there, Los Herreras and mm-hmm. Nuevo Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly Nuevo Leon, some of it in Coahuila. So uh that, that's where they were that's where I found my, my research. And like I said, I found a lot of a lot of names on that uh Seabury papers and that's where I found out about about the land grant that some of these people got and and uh, etc. You know you just get a lot of information. So
1: do you do you trace back to a portion or to a land grant? Yes
2: I, there's about five or six of them in my family and then my children
1: also because
2: they through their dad uh they 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 have the canalysis and then they have the 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 signs. right? And the velas and uh so uh, we have the and we have the and and so does everybody else. Most everybody in this whole world has, you know, de La Garza.
1: <laughs> you, you can trace back to yeah, to those to those land mm-hmm. grants. Mm-hmm. Um the um so so you do trace back to that. Do you know when your first ancestor came to Texas to Texas soil? To Texas? Yes, actually the Ramoses that settled in La
2: Rosita over there in Duval County. The Ramoses the Valerios and they're documented, they're like maybe 1830, uh, some of them 1850. Some of them, like the Basans came in 1870. The Charles came in, in 1850, between 1850 and 1855, because the youngest child was born here in Corp- Corpus Christi. <laughs> and my, my great grandmother, uh, the Valerio, Antonia Valerio, who married Ramos, she was born in 1854 in in Corpus Christi in Nueces County and her parents Juan Juan Valerio and uh and Clemencia Gonzalez they got married I have their marriage record they got married in Nueces in County in 1853 and their first daughter Antonia was mar- was born in 1854 so I, I, there's paperwork that I can do so there are uh, uh, what do they call that? Daughters of the Republic.
1: Republic mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, since you're, you're quoting that time frame, most of those that are coming at that time probably are eligible for those grants that were with the preemptive 160 acres. So did, did your ancestors get some of those land grants? Yes. Uh,
2: a lot of my ancestors got a preemption grant. The Basans did, the Salinas, the Ramos. Uh, one grandfather that I have, his name is Casas, Rafael Casas. He didn't get a preemption grant. He bought uh, 600 acres there in Duval County for, uh, I think it was a penny an acre or something wow. like that. Yeah, he bought, he's the only one that, that, that I've got records of that bought the land. Now the Charles got, uh, got a preemption grant of 160 acres and, and so did the Ramoses, so did the Bazans, so did the Salinas and uh, the Valerios and uh, I I ordered them the original copy of the original records with the stamp and everything from Austin just for my mm-hmm. records you know well I've, she sent them all and they say you're not supposed to laminate them but I had them laminated for and uh, save them yeah uh-huh. and so they, I have all those and I just have to decide who, who's going to house my uh, your my, collection my collection because it's extensive <laughs> I have a lot of books mm-hmm. I have a lot of books and uh and uh, records
1: so so you know you you mentioned uh, austin so how was your experience in working with the people there at the general land office and for those who don't know um, if you're looking for um, the spanish land grants and um, maps uh, you can go to the GLO, the the General Land Office. Yeah, you can go to their website. You can scroll. They've got a lot, tons and tons of information mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, you can order maps. You can order grants. So how was your experience in work? In, because I hear a lot of people, some say good experience, some say bad experience. What was your experience like? I,
2: I had a very pleasant experience, actually. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't have any problems. The guy that was there was, uh, and of course, they've changed hands mm-hmm. and, and all. But it was very pleasant. I really, every time that I've looked for information, everybody's willing to help. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've been lucky that way. Uh, and you're right, in that in that website that they have, you have to scroll to, I don't know how many places, but eventually you get to that information, you expand it and it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's a wonderful website, you know.
1: And and they'll help you a little bit because I knew when I went there the, to talk, I talked talk to Galen. I, I can't. I think his last name. I know, I'm going to say it wrong. Maybe Galen Greaser, but he was the one that told me. Um, I went looking for my Flores and my Vela ancestors, mm-hmm. and he said, "Have you done your your lottery?" And I said, "No, not yet." And he said, "I suggest you start in Revilla or Old Guerrero And I was like, "Thank you," but my people didn't come from there. So, but you know, it was nice of him to kind of mention that to yeah. me.
0: Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious before we get a break so you've accumulated all this documentation all of these you know you either have to find someone in the family that's going to house it or some library or somewhere that's going to take it and then the problem is now so much of those records are things are being converted to electronic and who knows what's going to happen with those records I, I always wonder about that That's that's a good
1: question. Yeah, but you know, but I'm finding that people, you know, it's uh, the digital age, you know, a lot of people like that. But I also find that a lot of people really like looking at these old things. A lot of young kids still, even though you can't do that, there's nothing like feeling an actual... But who's going to keep them? Who's going to, where are you going to store them? How
0: are you going to keep them safe? Yeah,
1: you almost uh, have to go to, you know, to a library or, mm -hmm. you know, um, a place that houses things like that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. We need to take a quick station ID break. You're listening to kcsm.org, true community radio here on San Marcos, Texas. We're going to make this a quick one. I got a couple quick uh, public service announcements. Uh, Skill Point Alliance offers free manufacturing class in San Marcos. Justice impacted individuals are encouraged to apply. This actually starts tomorrow. So if you contact Skillpoint Alliance, uh, they are a nonprofit. We worked with them before and uh, they're going to be having a class at Workforce Solutions of Hayes County uh, at 4794 Transportation Way, Building 5, Suite 500, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, this is, they are willing to give if you've been impacted by the justice system, uh, $400 a week uh, cash stipend through the organization's Learn and Earn program. And so they're going to be having some classes to benefit some local uh, places here. But uh, you can uh, speak to Kevin uh, Brackmeyer or uh, uh, contact Anita Garza at uh, oh, uh, uh, a Garza at uh, ecptrtexas.com. Okay, and uh, 361-655-4683. So they are here local in the area. I thought they had a local number, but uh, also just send the folks down there. They've got classes and get in touch with SkillPoint. Great great, uh, place for us. And coming up this next Tuesday as well, here on Tuesday night, down at the Price Center, this is the first Tuesday SMTX film series and we've got Cowboys Documentary is going to be there coming in. uh, Starts at, ticket prices are $5 at the door. And food and drink starts at 6.30 p.m. Doors open at 6.15. This is at the Price Center to 222 west san antonio smtx 78666 6, 6. uh just a few of our community service announcements that we have here so let us know send it to kzsm san marcos uh or you can at um uh, kzsm san marcos at gmail.com sorry about that or you can contact us just hit that contact button on our website kathy back to you
1: um I uh let's let's talk about uh, the book that they call is it either like the bible of genealogy or the holy girl of genealogy that's that big red book and you do you own a copy of that book or I do you do so to talk to us about that because I, I when I started doing my research I started seeing a lot of people quoting that and I started ordering um uh, things from other libraries uh, from that book and I happened to go to the library and the lady who had a packet for me said, Kathy, what what are you bringing all this stuff in for? And I said to her and I opened it up and I showed her and then she looked at me and she's like, hold on. And she came back and she's like, you're ordering all this stuff from all these places? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you know, they got that book over at Texas State. <laughs> so talk to me about this book. Uh,
2: well, that is a wonderful book. It's uh, It was written years ago and, and I I ordered it many years ago and uh I, I don't know that if i should say how much i paid for it but well i
1: know was pretty expensive because <laughs> i know they used to have it over in uh san Antonio. Yeah. was it montemayor had his shop over there and i saw uh-huh. the price of the book it was like north of 300 bucks at the well, time
2: well my, my my friend wanted to order it it's 800 now because it's out of print yeah it's out of print and uh i'm glad i got it uh, when i got it but uh uh, there's he. Al- there's also another one. Uh, something about oblivion.
1: Oh yeah, caverns, caverns, caverns
2: of, yep. of, Ob- of oblivion. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good books. I've been buying some when I go to the to the conference every year. We have the Hispanic genealogy genealogy conference. Well, I haven't attended because of COVID the last few years. But uh, it's interesting because you get to meet other other cousins and you get to share. And you get, to, there's vendors there that are selling their books, and, uh, and maybe somebody has a book on the Garzas, on the Garza family, and, and maybe somebody has a book about the Velas. And, and so um, you get to develop your library, you know. Uh, that's, that's one way to have it. It's hard copies, and you can't beat a hard copy, really and truly. hmm
1: and so this gentleman did a lot of extensive extensive research, and um, what are the years of that? But kind of sixteen hundreds mm-hmm. uh, to is it the seventeen sixteen to seventeen hundreds? And he's got the the names of all these people that were in this area and some of their children. Exactly. So it's a wealth of, 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 of information, information. In, in this one book.
2: I went once to uh well we were over there at the Alamo and in the book in the bookstore and there's this book about about the residents that came over in the 1500s. And I knew that probably it it did involve a lot of my relatives because it was centered on the people that came over to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But it was an interesting book. And I still use it every so often, you know, because they do, there are names there that uh, that uh, are included in, in the family, which I didn't realize, you know. But uh yeah you you just never know i when i buy a book i look in in the back and just to look at all all the names that are going to be involved in that book that somebody's written about so uh, i know that if i want to buy it or not because see if i'm going to get some information out of that but uh,
1: yeah and and I, i think too there's that whole thing about during the was it like the 1700s 1800s when we're so inbred that you know don't don't uh, be alarmed when you see that because I remember the first time that I saw that I've got you know these two trees that have merged and I've got you know an uncle and, and a niece married and then I've got two sets of grandparents over here and I thought you know I did something wrong and then I find out that that they're not so that was a very common thing back yeah. then too you know where you intermarried within your own relatives they wanted they want to keep the Either keep the
2: lines pure or just not that many people came over from mm-hmm. Europe uh, and so the, it, it, the the selection was mm-hmm. very small and so they intermarried a lot. a lot of them intermarried because they wanted to keep their their lands together mm-hmm. or for whatever reason. but uh, I, when we go to when I go to conference, I'll find somebody that says, well, you know, my husband and I are, are third cousins, and we didn't know it until after we started doing research. It happens. It happens. Everybody is uh, is related. I was. I was. This friend of mine uh, called me from. She lives in Alice, and she said, "I'm working with a friend over here, and her last name is Charles." She said, and and I told her, I said, "You probably are related, you know." And she said, and so I talked to the young lady, and she said. Uh, you know, there's other Charles here, but they say we're not related. I said, if there are Charles, you're related, you know. And I found this, this fellow from California that I've been corresponding with. I haven't found our connection. Well, I, I did now. I do now, but anyway, he, he is closely related to this young lady. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really second cousins and I'm further away, but it's it's fine. I said I found a relative. I'm going to give you his uh, his name, and you all can commu- can communicate. But uh, I said if they're Charles and they're in the Alice in San
1: Diego area, they're related. related.
2: Well, too, I think
1: too the, the the time. You know, you know, if you're in the 1800s, you really didn't have uh, the opportunity to get away. You know, time, the travel was not like it is today. So so many of our uh, family left. You know, during uh-huh. the 1900s to try to go and find a you know a, a better opportunity in a way of life and right. a lot of them went as migrant workers and they stayed wherever they were wherever they were right and so you don't see those cousins and then they don't get talked about right. and now you find this connection now exactly. that you're looking and then here well, you are the
2: communities were so small they mm-hmm. had no car mm-hmm. so they would have community dances that's how they entertain themselves yeah. and so Uh, the young lady would meet a young man or whatever and they they didn't I mean they were there it's all in that community Mm -hmm. I mean where else were you gonna go so Mm -hmm. that's really what what happened
1: well Um, look and look our time is almost up so so if you you have um, some uh, places that you would like to direct uh, people that are that are new to this where would you tell them to go I mean well, uh, sometimes the libraries have information. I haven't found too much
2: in this library. Uh, the college, the university here, has. It is a limited amount. Here. They have yeah. limited amounts. Uh, I would. I've gone to the to the ward here, the the Mormon mm-hmm. ward that's over in north of town, and uh, they'll let you. They let you get on on uh, Ancestry, for, you know, because they, they have it available, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they're there to help, but, but uh, I, I find that for, for my needs, they're not there. I, I mean, in Harlingen, oh, the, I mean, I was, it, it, it applied to me because mm-hmm. it's the people that came in from sure. Mexico. So I would say definitely go to FamilySearch. First of all, talk to your family members and get some information there. Secondly, go to FamilySearch.org. You have to uh, sign in, but it's free. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find loads of information there. The state also has sites where you, they have their censuses, uh, they have the death records, they have uh, marriage records, they have birth records. A lot of the birth records I have found in the st- state archives, you know, mm-hmm. there. so. Um,
1: well, you know, and we know that the Spanish were, uh, you know, very, very well meticulous uh, record keepers. And so, yes. you know, chances are that you can find that through a church record mm-hmm. or even now that the, is it the Mexican government had, has made a lot of those records available online? Mm-hmm. And so you can do that too. And then there's just so much now. Now we also have this this thing where we know that so many of us that settled if we can trace our ancestry to Monterey, then the chances are that you come from Sephardic J- Jew families. Did, did you um, uh, apply for the, citizen- the dual citizenship that either uh, Portugal or Spain was offering? No, I didn't, but you know, that's an idea. I thought about it, and then all of a sudden it slipped
2: my mind. I did apply, and I'm a member of the Lipan Apache tribe of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, some of my ancestors, you have to prove your ancestry, mm-hmm. and if you connect to these certain people, in uh, you that you they'll accept you in, in the tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my ancestor that that I connected with is Maria Catarina Alanis, and uh, she was from Nuevo Leon, and she was the Lipan Apache. So that was my connection, and so I have the certificate and the the card and everything from.
1: Uh, and and the indigenous are really hard to to trace because of course you know they didn't have a a, a written you know written language, but you find them in in the uh, documentation of the uh, of the Spanish. So you can trace probably maybe if you're lucky to about 1500, mm-hmm. but you don't trace back that. But most most of them I think trace back to about the 1700s, and then there's no, no history, no mm-hmm. written history. A lot of the
2: records say uh, like for example, this couple got married. And it'll say India, India,
3: mm-hmm.
2: India or... or India, or mulatto, um, or... Mulatto, mulatto. Or. and the, the priests designated that. They mm-hmm. wrote it down, and they looked at the person. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> they looked at the person, and then the what they thought, it, you know, mm-hmm. so they would write down India, or mulatto, or and they had a lot of different categories, you know.
1: And then, and then I have, I think we're almost out of time. I have... About three minutes. Okay, I have one last question. Um, Gary Felix, have you ever been to his to his web page? He has the the um, the site called the Genealogy of Mexico. Uh,
2: yes, Gary Felix. Yes, and his brother, I think it is, that's with him, or or his friend. There's two guys that have <laughs> it,
1: that. It, it could be, but I I kind of just know it's Gary, and that that's so wonderful. If you're a little bit more. Um, uh, not a novice, but know a little bit more, and you want to trace a little bit further mm-hmm. back. I suggest you go to that website because he has a database of about two thousand men on there, and it all has to do with the conquistadores that came. So you'll find um, the men that traveled with Hernan Cortes, the mm. the men that traveled with Guzman, mm-hmm. Coronado, and and Onate, and that's a very interesting one because through some of the people through Onate can trace back their lineage to Monte Katsuma the um, emperor of the Aztec empire Mm -hmm. in Mexico Mm -hmm. and so there's two thousand names in that database and and that that's a very interesting database and he has DNA he's got DNA research on his too. I have to I have to do
2: that I will have to get Mm -hmm. into his website you know Mm -hmm. that sounds interesting I've been there but some time back Mm -hmm.
0: You wanna wrap it up
1: then? Yeah, well I want to thank you for coming on. It's it's been an, an interesting talk and Clem and I we're gonna be driving together to is it Laredo, Laredo. in October? In October. And we're gonna be going to a genealogy conference. Okay, so
0: you will will be talking some more about yeah, that then. We'll
1: come back, we'll come back and, and give I'll an update. Thank end. you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure.
0: And you have been listening to Races here on KCSM.org. Your connection every Sunday evening for the past present and the future of where you have been, where we're going, kcsm.org. And uh, if you have a story or something that you'd like to pass along to Kathy, just contact us, kcsmsanmarcos at gmail.com. Thank you.